Heavenly Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, for how he teaches us to see everything with a completely different set of eyes. Please, Father, on this Remembrance Sunday, would you meet us by the power of your Holy Spirit through the scriptures and convict us, challenge us, change us, shape us in the image of your son, Jesus. In his name. Amen. This Christmas, only do what you love. This must, not that must. And have you seen that yet? If you do, I mean, you have to hunt now because M&S, that's their uh, strap line this year. Uh, that is the reason why some people are boycotting M&S this year. People did not like the ad that went with that strap line. But it does actually give us the best definition of love in our society, at least a working definition. Only do what you love. Love is about what we choose, what we desire, what will make us happy. And when that involves another person, we're choosing to love them based on something inside of us. And when the personal thing changes and the thing inside us doesn't, well, then we stop loving. Lots of people no longer love m and if you watch the ad, you'll see why, I think. But ironically, that means they're doing exactly what M&S are telling them to do. I don't love M&S anymore, so I'm going to do what I love this Christmas. Verse 4 in our passage, chapter 13. Sorry, there's three chapters in our passage today, but yeah, verse 4 of 13. Love is patient and kind. Well, there's a lot of people telling us to be kind at the moment, aren't there? A lot of the dismay with recent world events has come down to people longing for other people to be kind to each other instead of full of hate. One thing, of course, that's great about telling other people to be kind is we are still getting to do what we love. In this case, the thing we love is not being kind ourselves. It's telling other people to be kind. That's become the really important thing to plaster all over Instagram. The old version of this most famous bit of Paul's letter, maybe the Bible, didn't have love all the way through. It had charity. Think for a minute about the language we use around charity. Charities are about making a difference, about giving something back, about something that's important to me. People ask when you mention charity... How much did you raise? Did you raise? Charities get cancelled if they make a mistake in their messaging. Charities now put a lot of effort and investment into advocacy. Telling people how to be or what to do. It's all done with the best of intentions. But this background of love, of charity... It's why we need a jolt in this last of our series in seeing with Jesus' eyes. Even though these words are familiar, if we're listening properly, it comes as a shock to the system. No one will ever tell us to love like this. 
except Jesus and his apostles. The reason no one will tell us is because none of us can hold on to this vision of the way of life that is best of all. We need to keep rediscovering it. The first few verses, we don't actually get the way that's best of all. We get its opposite first. So this is first three verses of chapter 13, and then the last verse of the reading, verse 4 of 14. We're not going to spend a great deal in 14, but it's, it's there for reference. And for these verses, narcissism negates us. Narcissism negates us. I, a lot of the people that I speak to at the moment, every other person's a narcissist. I, I don't know if you've come across this term. Uh, if you haven't, it's from Narcissus, the guy who falls in love with his reflection. So the aim is that every single relationship, every single interaction with everyone basically reflects back on the person. That they are the centre of their universe and everyone else orbits around them. That, that's what narcissism is. And if you are one then woe betide. And the best thing you can do is accuse everybody else of being one. Um, But because so many people are accusing everyone of being it, I'm increasingly persuaded this is just being human in default mode. We're born like this. We're all narcissists. The times we don't live like that are usually when we're well-fed, well-slept, or trying to impress someone. (laughs) That's me anyway. Paul's not being abstract in his description of narcissism. That's actually one thing that smuggles in narcissism to our chat and love. If love is an idea or a philosophy, it's easy to talk about it without ever actually doing it. So that's every single love song ever. When you hear this passage of the Bible, do you think the Beatles... And that bit in Love Actually where they all start standing up. All you need is love. Or she loves you, yeah, 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 last one. And in the end, the love you make. Sorry, Bronkey, but you know that one. In Abbey Road, yeah, all that. Okay, so Beatles songs or any love song. Those songs are good because they're unspecific. You just project all the love you've experienced into them. They don't teach you how to do it. Even this backtrack of the M&S ads, you know, um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. That one, it doesn't, that kind of is the closest to it, really. But even that, it's kind of like, oh, this is nice feelings about love rather than actually how you live. So Paul, when he describes the opposite, talks about all the things that Corinthians are trying to do to be super Christian. Actually, often trying to be super loving. So if we don't recognise the stuff he talks about, Here's how it works out for us. So the bit about giving everything Paul has to the poor and sacrificing our body, that's mostly what we think of, right, when we talk about love. So fun runs, recycling, food bank donations, climate campaigning, rewilding, fundraisers, mindfulness, birthday presents. That's the stuff we generally go for to feel like we're making a difference. Or the languages of earth and of angels is having the right opinions Or a Facebook badge saying, I've had my vaccine, or whatever it is. The gift of prophecy and all knowledge is podcasts, devotional books, worship songs. God's secret plans could be conspiracy theories or fact-checking them. Whichever one we go in for, it's the same thing. I know what's what. A faith that moves mountains 
is big projects. Perhaps organising a huge kind of day trip for our kids or grandkids. Perhaps doing something great for the library or the school or the council. All that stuff, well, we assume if we're doing that, we're being loving. But of course, all of us are kind of contradicting each other in this, aren't we? So I discovered someone, online of course, who was saying how all of us should stop doing the shoeboxes with Samaritan's Purse because it disrupts local economies and because people just sell all the stuff when it gets there and all this kind of thing. And, and oh, that's one of the things people love doing and, and they do it not for that reason. But someone comes along and says, well, this thing that you think you're doing, actually it's like this. All the stuff that's there in those first few verses Someone comes along trying to tell us that actually that thing you thought was loving is causing all the problems. Actually, electric cars are really bad for the environment, someone comes along and says. Or actually, that charity you support spends 80% of its donations on fundraising and support staff. And then suddenly we're in a dilemma. We can either plough on regardless and say, well, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Or we can switch teams to some new Operation Being Loving project. On the personal level, I've counselled several couples who've listed all the things they were doing that should have made the other person love them. I've spoken with parents and children who can't stand the thing that the other is doing to show love to them. The point we all know when we actually look at what we're doing is none of these things we do to be loving work in themselves. In fact, they make no difference without something else. End of verse 2. If I didn't love others, I'd be nothing. And to that, maybe we want to say, but I'm doing all this stuff to love others, Paul. I'm doing that stuff so I won't be a narcissist. Give us a break. Narcissism doesn't only negate us when we're consciously doing things to benefit ourselves. Most people who get branded as narcissists don't think they are. None of us think the things we're doing to show love could actually, in the end, not be showing love. And that's the point of these verses. When we're left to our own devices, which all of us naturally drift into, narcissism negates us. All the good that's done, all the help, all the great moments that we've all enjoyed, well, they feel like they're easily soured and we don't know why. It's not that it always reduces back into an argument we're having with ourselves about how loving we're being. It's that we can't stop it from being that when it happens. And if you still don't really believe, just look at some of the stories about charities that have folded. Look at how they began and look at how they ended up. Look at Google starting off with the slogan, don't be evil, and then becoming what it is now. The Corinthians thought they were being loving by having all these factions. The people leading the attack on the 7th of October 
thought they were being loving to their suffering friends and family by what they did. Those who continue to retaliate against that attack think they are being loving. Vladimir Putin quoted John 15 verse 13 as his reason for starting the war in Ukraine. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Narcissism negates us. Well, next, verse 4 and 13 of chapter 13. Trinity love directs eternity. Trinity love directs eternity. Verse 4, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or proud or rude or boastful. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You notice there's a pattern to all these different descriptions of true love. True love loses for the benefit of others. Just like the Trinity have been doing for all eternity. Humans are like conductors, lightning rods. If we try to charge up love on our own or to hoard it, Say, I'm being loving. I've got lots of love credits. It's a disaster. (laughs) The only way humans work is by giving ourselves away. Because we're made in the image of the one who eternally does this. That's the way Jesus has created the universe to be. That's why faith, hope and love remain even into the new creation. Verse 13. And that's when no one needs extra food or clothing or care when they're sick or relief from the horrors of war. Even then, we'll still be looking to God, the Holy Trinity, in joyful, peace-filled trust, faith. Even then, we'll be looking forward to good that hasn't come by our careful planning and securing of a plush deal for ourselves. Where our good comes from will remain permanently outside of our control. That's hope. And if both those things are in place, the one dynamic will exercise to all the people with whom we will share eternity is love. Love that gives up what we want for the sake of the other person. Love that doesn't do what we love, but listens to what the other person needs. It takes effort. And learning to discover what is actually loving for real people with whom we actually live alongside, warts and all. This is why so many of us understand family is important. Because they're the people from whom we can't hide. And who we truly are and who will end up demanding the most from us. That's why family is one of the big pictures that is used for church. Because all of us are daily humbling ourselves before the God whose light and eternal life sears into every corner of our shady and frightened hearts. He throws open the shutters 
He doesn't allow any crusty selfishness to remain there. All the theology, all the preaching, planning, community initiatives, PCC away days, well, it won't have value in eternity. That's what verse 10 says. And the reason is because it will become clear how tiny even the best bits of truth they contained are when swallowed up by the infinite ocean of the eternal presence and beauty of the Trinity. That stuff's gone. But the love that we show to each other, putting ourselves second and each other first, just think about this. It will have the same quality in eternity that it has now. When we are truly loving to each other in church now, that lasts forever. When we come to church every week, even though we don't think we're going to get anything out of it, because our church family will be glad that we came, that lasts forever. When something annoying happens in church that disappoints us, That's the moment when love truly starts to kick in for us. Sticking with people who obviously need us and from whom we can't logically expect to receive much in return. When we're gracious to someone who's put us out or offended us or we feel has wasted our time and we do it because we're part of church together. Well, that lasts forever. When we do things for each other that are small and unimpressive, But because we've been vulnerable with each other, we know that that will be just what that person really needed. That lasts forever. Now, it doesn't have to be big gestures. It could be just ringing someone up and going to the cinema with them or playing a board game with them or just sitting and reading a book together one afternoon. I love to see things like that happen. It doesn't have to be intense chat all the time. That's not easy. It could be meeting to pray together because we all need encouragement to make time for that and we don't really know how to do it on our own. It could simply be asking someone from church, what would they love to look forward to this week? And could you be the one who arranges it for them? When we ask someone what they'd like, it stops being about them wanting things and it becomes about us giving them something. And that flips it round. That stops it being narcissism. That's why all the impersonal, corporatised charity stuff so often goes wrong. Because we don't meet or know the people we're trying to help. So it's not really this love that lasts forever. It's, it's grand projects. And it can do a lot of good, no problem. But it's not what Jesus is talking about that lasts forever. That's just giving people stuff in a kind of detached way. All the seeing through Jesus' eyes we've been doing over the last however many months comes back to this. Narcissism negates us, but Trinity love directs eternity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please would your eternal love direct how we are towards each other and would you draw people in to the eternal love you have for your son among us. In Jesus' name, amen.